good gravy. I'm too old for this. It is 12.15. I want to say it's Wednesday morning at this point. Yeah, it's Wednesday morning, uh, uh, December 7th. The Dallas Mavericks just outlasted the Phoenix Suns in a really highly uh, entertaining game. Uh, Lots of fouls, lots of weirdness. Um, But what I think is probably the best win of the Dallas Mavericks season. Uh, Second night of a back-to-back, second straight night against a really good Western Conference team, second straight victory. So I feel very good. Um, Ethan, friendo, you always come in here dumping on something or other. Come on, have a little fun, man. The Suns are 14 and 10. They're 14 and 9 before tonight, all right? They're pretty good. I had a great time watching that. Now, Mavericks are, are just blistering from behind the line lately it is a hilarious positive regression tim hardaway jr uh just cooking from deep which is is just so funny after we watched him for the better part of a year and a half not hit anything so this has been uh this has been this has been fun um so why don't we do this why don't we uh why don't we bring some folks up here we'll talk about the things we liked anything we we didn't like um, which, you know, I, I would suppose that the only thing I, I really didn't like in that game was Tim Hardaway missing the free throws after being just so scorching for the whole game. Um, but I'm interested to hear what anybody else uh, has to say. So invite yourself up and let's, uh, let's talk a little shop. So coming up first is Armand. What's happening, guy? How's it going? It's good. It's nice. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I got, I got home. Uh, I followed the game. I landed at nine from my flight, which was the start mm-hmm. of the game, and then followed the game a little bit in the airport, uh, and then watched, and then you know followed on my phone on the way home. Get home at halftime, watched the second half of the game here, and like I basically finished unpacking my bags when the when the Mavericks called the first time out of like nine minutes in the third quarter uh-huh. after the Suns had gone on a run. I was like, oh great, this is this is me doing a pulling a Dalton trick and and <laughs> causing the Mavericks the game. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fun game. Really, really punchy. Like these teams look like they they were kind of sick of each other's shit by the end of it. Yeah, and honestly, like the way, even though it was pretty back and forth, this was just one of the games where I just wasn't feeling very stressed out. Really? Usually, yeah, like because I was just because I I just think the fact that it was pretty entertaining and that even if we lost this, I don't think it's anything that we should have been like you know too upset about because we are playing a back to back. But I mean. Hey, we we came out with the win, and it's crazy that we've really turned it around these past few games. And it's literally it's all but just because Tim Hardaway Jr. has been playing good. Yeah, like who would have thought that he's been the X factor for our team? But I mean, I I love it. I absolutely love it. And and it's so funny because it's like I keep sending out these like quasi sarcastic tweets about like, hey, every team in the NBA could use Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's he's you know with with how well he's shooting it just becomes one of these things where it's like well we can't live without tim when he's shooting well but then when mm-hmm. he's not shooting well everyone wants to ship him to alcatraz it's it's yeah just, it's, it's so funny when he's good he's good when he's bad he's terrible Jeremy in the chat Timmy terrible. is kind of like a free agent for yeah us. that's what <laughs> that's what a lot of people have been saying i saw that on twitter too but take. the free throws man the free throws. Well, were, so until Timmy missed those, the team was 27 for 29 from the line. Yeah, it's still 80, 87.1%. But, man, like, when, when, like, I feel like maybe we were just spoiled by Rick Carlisle always having us as a good 
free throw shooting team? Well, or? I got to tell you, I, I've watched Timmy miss a lot. Like, I bet if someone was to do a deep dive into Tim's, like, clutch time free throws, he's kind of stinky. I was yeah. at a game in D.C. several years ago. I remember this because I met Reese from the Mavs Outsiders pod in an elevator after the game, and Tim Tim missed two free throws to cause us to lose to, to the Wizards when they were bad. So it's just like Timmy just is, I don't know, he, he's – He's built for the crazy bullshit shot, but if it's quiet and silent, never feels like it's going to go down. I know, man. I just, oh, for a second, I really thought Jamal Murray was going to hit that shot, though. I'm not going to lie. Hilarious. That would have, oh, that would, it would have been, it would have been a nice night if he if he made that on this on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, we all would have been so mad. I I do have one thing to say though sure. um, regarding Reggie Bullock. Um, I know he's probably not listening, but if you're listening to this, the clock is ticking. Like. Gotta do something, otherwise, not gonna be on the team anymore. See, I, he was so we were so sick of his shit at this point last year too. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think he was quite this terrible last year, but I also don't think he plays many minutes. But um, it just feels like he still had an impact though on the defensive end. As I, I yeah, like oh, right yeah, now, it just defense. doesn't. It just feels like he's just doing cardio. Like I don't like what is he really bringing to the team right now? I don't know. I, I do hate the high screen and like the guard guard screen and rolls they run with Reggie because if Reggie's not going to shoot and more importantly he's not going to make. Like mm-hmm. And he he only played 14 minutes tonight too, so you can you like you know that's a sign that Jason Kidd is also feeling the same way too. Well, it's funny because like you know while while we're getting into some of the deeper stuff, tonight was a good example of how Josh Green has a little bit of a struggle bus getting onto the floor. Um, mm-hmm. He had four fouls in seven and and want to say 17 minutes of action. Uh huh. He just foul like he gets called for a lot of fouls. I don't feel like some of the things that he's getting called fouls for are fouls, but he's you know third year. Yeah, player. there were there were some very interesting calls on both sides today. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah, refing was weird. Very very interesting. I think the Mavs got lucky with a couple. I'm like Jamal Murray got called for a travel at one point. Where I was like I watched it like four times. I'm like what is this? Uh huh. So. Exactly, and then that's one thing with Reggie Bullock is that because of how good Josh Green has been, obviously it's going to take away from Reggie's minutes and. Now you're thinking that you have you eventually want to give Jaden Hardy an opportunity. Maybe not this season, but you know maybe in the future. So sure. I think trading Bullock will open up for that. And then at the same time, maybe you can just get a guy who can contribute to the team. And you know maybe he's an expiring contract. So I'm I'm open to the idea of trading Reggie Bullock because I just you know he was he was phenomenal last season for us. He I don't think we would have made it. At, at that far if it wasn't for his defense and his three-point shooting but i mean we just, sometimes you just you just gotta let, let somebody go and no, if, he's not, if he's not bringing anything to the table then yeah well what's it called what ethan just said i that's what i was telling my friends too i mean give him till january but the clock is ticking so yeah. he's, he's got to do something otherwise let him let him go on vacation yeah. send him to a retreat uh-huh send him to josh green island let him let him, exactly. let him relax. But yeah, I mean, that's all I got tonight. I mean, great win. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can keep this up and take Milwaukee down too. That'd be fun. That's going to be a fun game. I mean, yeah. I, I have zero expectations after those these two wins because it just back-to-back wins, Suns, Denver would be great. Beating the Bucks would be something else. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Right, and man, well, thanks for hanging out and starting us off. So, yeah. All right, have a good one. Yep. Okay, coming up next, Chris, what's up? Hey, Chris? Kirk, how's it going? It's going. What are you thinking? So about? I was thinking uh, last time I talked about after the Knicks game, I was not worried about these tough teams coming up. I'm telling you, I, I, even tonight, I just felt like we were playing with house money, obviously, the second out of a back-to-back. In Denver, it seems like it's an, an impossible game to win. I don't know how in the hell they did it. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's Tim Hardaway Jr. making six threes. Well, Luca was ass for a big portion of the game, and they still won. Like that yeah. feels as important as anything else that happened tonight. The other guys step up. That's all it is. Just yeah. if they make their wide open shots. And the box, the box score looks like an NBA box score. When what I mean by that is like when you go check out other teams that have people that score in double digits, like all five of the Denver starters scored in double digits. Mavericks had four of the five, and there are many games this year where that's not the case. And shooting 27 for 31 from the free throw line, I mean, good Lord, uh, such a big difference between what it was. And actually that last free throw, it might have been planned to be missed. And it probably helped us that he did miss that free throw because that wasted an extra second or two, I think, off sure. the clock. Sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm, – I'm happy about Tim Hardaway Jr. I just, I'm happy for him. I hope he keeps raising that trade stock because no matter how good he plays – Unless he wins us a championship, I want him to be traded. <laughs> I understand, man. But so, yeah, so glad to see him. Yeah, and with Bullock having another uh, zero point night, uh, I can't see on defense how he's. I just don't see what they're trying to do with him, other than try to raise his his trade trade stock as well. Um, but man, if we get a win on Friday, I mean, we got two days off playing a tough team. As I don't think it's a national TV game, but still, it's going to be a home game. If we can win this one. I mean, I think we're really going to have – really think about how different we are compared to what we were a couple weeks ago. But, well, I mean, it's just like I still just don't know what to believe because I, I just did the math real quick. The Mavs have, have scored – twenty, have hit 25 more threes over this last three-game win streak than their opponents. And, you know – Consistency is key. And then we got, you know, the Thunder and the Bulls coming up and they're not all that great. So, yeah, we got to take care of these bad teams. Thunder, I, I hate playing the Thunder. I know. It seems like Dort shoots like 90% from the three-point line. Dort also know. bodies the shit out of Luka. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's tough. But, anyway, just keep this streak going. Well, we're on a three-game winning streak. Yeah, just keep it going. And uh, hopefully we can just rack up some more wins against good teams. Sure. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, thanks, Kurt. Got to read you guys a non-Mavs related stat that was just shared in the uh, Mavs Moneyball Slack. At the halftime of the Cavs game, Joey Chestnut ate 47 pierogies. The other three guys he took on ate a combined 33 pierogies. That is disgusting. Okay, um, coming up next, let's go with my man. We're going to get some East Coast folks in here so they can go to bed. Ewan, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Tired. Yeah, man, 128 over here, but, you know. Stayed up for the mass party, you know what I'm saying? Excellent. <laughs> but um, yeah, along with Chris, what he was saying, um, I was hoping you know it would have been the third quarter would have been like you know the next game and we just came out and punched him in the mouth. But you know, you know, a, a, a win is a win, especially being you know playing in Denver. And you can see it on Luca body language from the beginning of the game, it just felt like offensively it wasn't going to be that kind of game for him. You could just. No. You could, just the way he was playing, double him, pretty much the whole game. It was just not going to be that night. So it was good to see everybody stepping up. I was pleased with that, too. Dorian was the one that really made me happy because I just have been a little frustrated with him lately. Um, you know, and, and again, it's just you kind of go through everybody. I thought Wood kind of played a quietly very nice game. Plus nine uh, led the team in that category. Had a really – had a couple of really nice passes. The The – he he does some weird stuff with this shot where he like hangs in the air. He's got long wingspan, and he where he found Maxi for that kind of like dunk right underneath the basket was great. I just, there's a lot of little fun things from this game. I the defensive stuff when the Nuggets are scoring on you, 
I have a hard time getting too frustrated with it because the Nuggets are like the Warriors for me and that they play kind of slightly differently than everybody else. Like once Jokic gets that ball in the mid post against just about anybody, it feels like they're gonna they're gonna score. <laughs> yeah, really it's like, like Christian Wood has a weird like once he jumps in the air, it's like somehow some way he just makes the basket. It just it's just weird. Once he jumps, he's just unorthodox, but somehow some way he makes it in. That's right. And then um no, I was just looking at the halftime on TNT because I watched the game on Bally, but I'm like, let me just switch over to halftime to see what these guys are talking about. And it's like, I'm like, what game are they watching? I don't know. That feels somebody somebody tweeted me and said it feels like they pre-recorded the segment. Yeah. It's like how you could say about Jokic, you're making that pass to um KCB for the layup, and Luca did the same pretty much exact outlet pass to someone else. And you're gonna say Luca needs to do that. Yeah. But then and then going back to that, it's like we don't have players that can really run the fast break like that when they get the ball in their hands. So it's like, okay, Joker could outlet the ball to KCP who could actually try to do something. Bruce Brown can try to do something. Aaron Gordon can try to do something. Who's Luca outlining it to in the starting lineup? Finney Smith? Um, Powell? Tim Hardaway Jr.? I, like, don't, I still like the discussion point because it does feel like sometimes Luca gets the ball and is like, I'm going to do a casual survey for four seconds. I, so I, I I feel both ways about it. Yeah, that, well, yeah, you're right on that part. And and lastly, with um, Bullock, I mean, as bad as he's playing, it's like you have to have him from games like this where Josh Green just, you know, plays like Josh Green, like two points, two rebounds. You know, you kind of need that other defender present for games like this. So it's like as much as we want to ship him out, we we haven't seen enough from Josh Green to fully say, all right, he's solidified, you know, 30-plus-minute guy per right. night, every night to, you know, fully ship out Bullock. Because nights like this is, is going to happen. Like he said, he doesn't really get the respect from the refs like that. So he's, you know, he's, he's going to – they're going to call him for a lot of stuff that's not technically foul. So you're going to – unless he continues to trend upward for the rest of the season, you kind of have to – rely on Bullock for that, you know, that extra help that you're going to need against these um big-time players, especially coming up on Friday. You're going to need that. You're going to need them fouls. It's true, because you just need, like, the warm bodies against, um, against a, you know, Giannis. <laughs> yeah. every, time I, every time I think about playing the Bucks, it's like, who's going to guard Giannis? It's, <laughs> who's going to try to, you know, it ends up being, like, Maxi or somebody, but it's just such a monster, monster oh, and problem. I'm, I'm pretty sure J.K. is saying to everybody – <laughs> up yours right now <laughs> right for sure all right man thanks see you all right, on Friday. Talk soon. all right coming up next then we're gonna go to my other east coast man drew and we got then we got somebody from across the planet we got to get to who's up in the middle of the night like lunatic hey drew what's up hey man what, what's going on well i'll tell you Luca made some really ass decisions the fourth quarter. Right? It was oh like, it, like four straight, four straight decisions of bad. I mean, that when he went into the paint there and had this wide open five foot shot, and it's he like decides he, he's going to pass. I literally, I screamed at the top of the lungs sitting here in my living room. Luca, shoot the fucking ball! Yeah. I mean. I was just like, what the, what the, they literally parted the seat for him and he's trying to make some pass somewhere and throws it to one of the, I mean. And then he yeah. took two fadeaways after that. Exactly. Take and him on. Get, get your head down and get in the paint. Another thing is, is, is I kind of want to point out, and it, this seems to be a, a theme for me 
with Luca at the end of halves and the end of games, he just he 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 just dribbles down until the point where he takes a a, a three pointer ten feet behind the line. You know, he's done this several times this season now. And I just wanted to, to to go. I mean, you know, it's it's like, well, I got to take it all the way down two seconds and then shoot where I'm from at. And, I'm, and typically, I'm ten feet. That one where you know, at the end of the first half, there there tonight. I mean, literally, he had the ball. There was like three seconds he was dribbling, and it looked like he was going to go for the paint, and then he just dribbles over in that corner again and shoots the shot ten feet behind the line. I'm like going, I mean, go to the basket on that, you know. I, I don't know, but it, but you know he 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 he's Luca and he's he's great and you know I I take him every day, but boy, they, those were some ass decisions in the fourth quarter, and and I'm know. glad we survived them because otherwise that's all we'd be talking about in here. Yeah, and I've had enough of uh, of Dorian and and Timmy, uh, you know, trying 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 to dribble into the paint, just shoot your open shots and everything like that, and if you get in the paint, let somebody pass you the ball, but. When they start dribbling in the train and trying to create, bad things happen. Thanks for hanging out. Fish out of water. All right. All right. Thanks, Kurt. I'll talk soon. All right. uh, My man, hit the unmute button. Algis, how you doing? Hi, Kurt. How is it going? What time is it in Slovenia? What are you doing? It's uh, I'm doing fine, thanks. It's nice. It's uh, half past eight in the morning, so oh, okay, it's good, you're good. For us, no? Okay, these these I, late games aren't too terrible then. No, no. I just wanted to show the support for you guys. You know, staying up in the middle of the night to watch the mouse play. Sir, you mean so, nice. you started off with a nice Mavs win in your morning, have your coffee, and watch some good basketball? Yes, yes. I feel kind of related to that. You know. Yeah. But I didn't uh, I didn't expect uh, this season uh, the way it's going that uh, Luca will now be winning second night of back-to-back games in Denver just after dismantling the Suns the previous night, scoring a triple-double as the starting center. And so this is pretty mind-boggling for me. Absolutely. Anyway, you know, it's good to win in Denver, especially on a back-to-back. And it's good to see the Mavs finally figuring out what they are, if they are figuring out what they are. Oh, man. It's it's just hitting shots is such a cure. I still don't know if they've fixed anything. It's just they, mm-hmm. they seem to have to win a fairly narrow way. Um, how many points did Luca have tonight? Luca had 22. 22. This might mm-hmm. be the first win this year where the Maverick, where Luca scored under 25. It is. It is. That's, I mean, and that, so we're 24 games into the season, and mm. that's crazy. Yeah, it is. But, you know, consistency is one of the guys said before. I think consistency really is the key, you know, because uh, if you have uh, Timmy now playing good for a stretch of games, Luca being Luca and everybody else chipping in, then it's easier, you know, to, to, to play. So if they can keep keep this up, just contributing, then you can also live through Reggie not scoring any points, and you can also live through Josh, you know, scoring, I don't know, 16 the previous game and two the next game. So maybe slowly but surely they will figure it out, you know, also the roles of the players. What am I supposed to do? What's the what's my role? Because I think in, in the beginning of the season, Dodo and Reggie, you know, Last last season, especially in the playoffs, they were the the key guys in the sure. team, yeah? defending and also scoring a lot. 
And in this season, they didn't score. And their defense became bad also. But now I think they've kind of grown into their roles. Okay, uh, if even if we don't score, we need to defend uh, on a night like this. I need to score like uh, Dodo did. Uh, so maybe they are slowly coming together. Well, and if they're, we're seeing, a, you know, we're, Louis gets doubled more than anybody else in the league, and he gets doubled further away. He gets picked up from from the um, further away from the basket than anybody else. And what I saw, and I'm seeing more of, is guys doing a little bit more than just standing along the three point line waiting for ball reversal. Um, finding some of the soft spots when you're playing four on three is going to be key because it's really the only way you can defend Luca. If you're going to be mm-hmm. going, you know, on the high screen roll, you send a, a a guy to hedge, and then you're basically doing a, a double near the near the wing. And if you know the ball reversal is pretty much almost always there. But they need to that next pass is is where the Mavericks have kind of gotten I don't know it's it's either late I don't want to say it's lazy because the the, the corner three is always going to be there but they're finding yeah. different ways to score you know there's one that felt like a little bit of a busted play where Dorian snuck uh, behind Bones Highland and, and got like a pass right at the rim for mm-hmm. a dunk we're seeing a little more off ball movement I don't know I, I I like it I like what I've seen these three wins you know hitting the threes loosens up the defense a lot but it, it feels good. Yes, but it's probably not fair, but I just feel that Jason Kidd doesn't coach them, so he just lets them figure it out on the court, you know, and now they're starting to figure it out. Well, it's this funny. Is my one, of our, one of our normal guys who's not in here tonight, his name's Jordan, he sent me a Slack message, or he sent me a message over Twitter basically saying that it, guys, the, the, he feels like watching the team, that when Kidd mm-hmm. does get a little more animated as a coach, the team responds to it. Yes. And I know you, you with 82 games and a whole bunch of stuff going on, it's you don't want to overcoach a team, but I you know, he's Jason Kidd. Like he dri- like I he drives me crazy as a coach, but he's still like a Hall of Fame basketball mind. Like seeing him be a little bit more proactive would would do wonders for how I feel about the team, whether or not, you know, my feelings aside matter or not. It's just yeah. I I think the team can benefit from more active coaching. Yes, because I believe the Mavs and also we, we were used to Rick Carlisle. I had a feeling with Carlisle, you know, he draw uh, the the way to the bathroom for every player. Sure. So now coming sure. to Keith, who is look, he's watching the game like me, you know, here 5,000 miles away. Well, Elon notes in the chat that the, 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 he coached a heck of a final minute, and I agree. The mm-hmm. not calling the timeout. That's true. That's, yeah. that, until, the, until the very last opportunity. It was really good because if they would have been out of timeouts before Tim took the free throws, that would have been an uncomfortable situation. They they did some good stuff this game. Yeah, they did. Uh, I won't keep you up uh, any longer. Just one thing. When I remember that JaVale McGee was the biggest signing of the offseason and he didn't play in this game back-to-back in Denver against Jokic, I don't know what to think. Well, he's the worst signing of the offseason for any team. (laughs) <laughs> yeah probably so, oh well we're we'll, we'll we'll not complain about that for what well i already did too late sorry Mavs. you sign yeah. you make the worst thing i'm gonna make fun of them but thanks for hanging out tonight or well for yeah. you in the morning appreciate you yes thanks for having me right, had a good time good katie says i didn't care for his sassy pregame comments but he was all right in this game i guess she means jason kidd yeah yeah, Jason Kidd probably reads all comments. Um, Brandon, how are we doing tonight? Thanks for joining us again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Uh, it was a good win. 
it was a lot of fouls called that first half. And, I mean, they kind of slowed the game down. And I'm just like, man, I'm glad the Mavs really didn't, you know, um, get in their heads after all those fouls and kind of fall off the cliff. They played pretty good despite the, the referees making poor calls. It, and it really like it felt like there's just too much ref involvement. I mean, the Mavs got some benefit. The the Nuggets got some benefit. I think Mavs honestly, honestly got a little more. Um, but it was just weird. And it's it. But it's like you said, getting a big win is is you know it's it's nice to be talking about that instead of complaining about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Take how you get it. And and my thing about uh, Reggie, you know, being on the team, I'm. You know, to me, I would keep him because um, what you may find out there may not be what you can really add. Because, you know, looking at the box score for the Mavs and the Nuggets, I mean, it's so much of an outlier of who's leading the rebounds for the Mavericks and who's leading assists and even points typically, you know, other games, uh, who's leading points. But you look at the Nuggets box score, everything's pretty consistent. Everybody gives equal contributions and rebounds, assists, and scoring. You don't get that out of Dallas. And so if yeah. you need to get rid of Reggie, you may not get anybody that could provide equally um, to just be another person. Well, plus, I think he'd be selling low. I, I, he's yeah. shooting so poorly, and his defense is a little wonky. I think you know there's differing opinions on that. I've been reading the chat. But <sighs> selling low on a wing is tough because it can really bite you in the ass down the road. I think the 3 and D thing, and it's good, I think the 3 and D thing kind of came back to bite Dallas because if you think about it, nobody can really play with their backs to the goal. You're not going to get any type of post contributions from Dallas, big man or wing. So, yeah. um, And if they did get somebody that could play with their backs to the goal, it's, it's not going to fit into that offense. So, uh, I mean, and there's not a lot of guys out there, like you said, it's going to fit that 3 and D role. You're going to sell low and – not get a lot of contribution back, but I would just, to me, I would work with Reggie and, you know, hopefully once the Mavs get rolling, if the Mavs get rolling, you know, hopefully that'll motivate him to, you know, kind of come around like he did during the playoffs. He's just got to see the ball go in. I mean, it's such a dark, like, I was never much of a scorer, but it's like things get in your head. You probably just, it's been so many games, bad shooting. Feel bad Man, at this point. I remember Kobe. Yeah, he asked him one time what was going on. Kobe was like, "I got to shoot more." And I mean, <laughs> it, <laughs> that's the thing. You, people, like I said before, they got to have that, that Kobe mentality. They got to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go out there, you know, and just shoot more and, and knock them down." It's a yeah. mental thing to me. You got to go out there and think Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. You got anything else? No, that's it, man. Have a good night. All right, talk soon. All right. Then, last but not least. Mr. Green, what's happening this evening? How you doing? Give him a sec to find the unmute button there. Um, yeah, I had a I, I had a nice time. Can you hear me, Kirk? Late, but... Hey, there we are. How you doing? Can you hear me now? Yeah, you, I can. Oh, hey, what a win! Um, I don't think my heart can take much more of this season. Well, seventeen clutch games so far this year is going to kill me too. So I feel you. Yeah, I can feel it. Um, I can't believe it took me to come onto your show and, and and passionately remind Tim Hardaway that he used to be our second yes. best player. He has just went on a tear. Um, look, I, I have to take my hat off to Jay Kidd for putting him back in the starting lineup. It's it's worked. And the way that Dontich started off the season so dominant in the first quarter, I thought he just he just needed that. 
that catch and shoot guy um, in the backcourt with him. And it, and it worked. And um, look, hats off to Timmy, man. He's shooting lights out. He's playing well. And excellent strategical double miss three throws at the end of the game. <laughs> Fantastic work. Yeah. But the only the only the only thing that I that I see, and you point out all these clutch games, and and obviously we've been on, we've been taking the L a lot more than the W in these close ones. Is I like I'm not clamouring for Wood to start. He's he's not that guy. He's good, but he's not that guy. Um, but I tell you what, we we are sorely missing an inside presence in the in the fourth quarter going down the stretch to lose a 10-point lead in today's game. Everything is on the perimeter. It's leading to a lot of turnovers. Um, you know, when you play on the perimeter, it's just so close to stepping out of bounds or getting a deflection, you know? Well, I, and almost, we just I hate ne- to rag on Luca, but I have to blame almost all of it on him because, you know, with the previous caller one mentioned um, Luca driving and dishing for a turnover when he had a five-foot floater. And then he posts up for two straight possessions and takes two 15-foot fadeaways when he's just been bullying all season into the lane. Like, go draw a foul. Like, uh, the prevent offense stuff is going to kill me at some point. And that's all on Luca because he has the ball the whole time. But, but picture um, that same play with a six foot eleven lanky wing flying in for a dunk or attempted an offensive rebound, not that would offensive rebounds much, but I think that when we go small five out with a 10-point lead with three minutes to go and Wood's on the bench, it scares the shit out of me because Maxie's not really going to roll yeah. um, to the hoop. He's just going to pop out and spread the floor and leave the room for Luca. But, man, you know, Luca's getting gassed and, you know, it, it's – we just we just need him on the floor at the end, but I, I fear what's going to happen at the other end of the floor at the same that's time. That's true, you know? and that that's obviously um, and Aaron, and kid fears too. Yeah, and look, um, Aaron Gordon, man, imagine if we had you know, imagine if we had an Aaron Gordon. He just seems to be so impactful to to yeah. me when I watch the Nuggets play. He can make the big defensive play. He blocks out. He you know he can get the dunk. He can roll. He can hit the shots, and that's what what I wish Wood could be, but he seems to be more tilted at the offense and less on the defense. And it's, it's really hurting the team in the fourth quarters. Um, I just wish we could find that guy uh, that we, you know, we could go four out and one in um, for the last four minutes of the game, because I I always see them play five out at the end. And that's why we're losing leads. I just wanted to run offense. Like don't tighten up the team, not you. But they they run they they do something to where they're trying to basically like run the clock out and I just, I hate it because like everybody knows that Luke is going to take the last shot and it's like do something else you, you get to 111 points with four minutes to go and then you just stop scoring what are we doing? But look, I think Malone's a, is a good coach. Like I think he played he played as well. Um, he made us hit our shots to win the game, and I, I thought he'd outcoached us um, before Dodo slapped in that big uh, straight up three at the end of the game. Which and big. You can just t- you can in, in Mad yeah Mad massive said that before tonight Dorian is shooting twenty seven point eight percent from above the break threes. <laughs> so, and he had just missed an open one earlier where like the exact same play. So this is great to see that one go down. Yeah, um, like I said, man, I, I'm really happy how the team's played over the stretch since Hardaway's went into the starting lineup. 
I'm just hoping that that Christian Wood can pick up his defence to get the trust from Kid to have him in the last five minutes of the game. I think that's I think that's where our ceiling will come from if we can do that. And Maxi share the floor with him at the same time. Um, but other than that, man, great game from THJ. Tough one for uh, the Australian boy. No, it's fine. Um, Everybody, like yeah. I'd given up on him too. I really had. I mean, he played terrible for real, like for sixty plus games, and now he's just on yeah. a tear. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But but his his first possession of the game, I thought, you know, he's he's coming in. He's going to have a smoker, a smoking game again tonight, um, yeah. because we don't have that player that can. Um, how would you put it? That the defense only thinks he's going to shoot and knows that he's a good shooter this year. And then he just takes it straight to the rim. And I really thought we were in for another big Josh Green game, but um, they shared it around well. And it's good to see more than two starters getting double right. figures. Um, and yeah, really happy with the win and uh, hoping we can roll the bucks. That's right. That's going to be a great game. Another late night game for, for us here stateside. So I'm not, at least it's a Friday night though. So get, having to get up and go to well, work in like five hours. Ugh. Oh well, yeah. Well, I'm I'm only three o'clock in the afternoon, so I'm actually going to do some work instead See, of sitting on the couch and being depressed. Now you don't have to spend depressed. the rest of your day pissed like last time. Uh, oh man, last time <laughs> it's been a long season already, Kirk. <laughs> a long season already, mate. But thanks for having me up, mate. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Have a good day. Love that. We've gotten calls from Slovenia, calls from Australia, calls from the East Coast. Just got to get a few more country. We didn't get Ishan in here tonight. Ishan's in India. Love, love this app. All right, team. Um, thanks so much for hanging out. I'll probably have a different podcast on Thursday if I can get something up. Uh, Mavs played back-to-back Friday, Saturday with uh, Milwaukee and then the Bulls, so that should be fun. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Everybody be good. Go Mavs.